New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, it's Cloud back with you. We are again visiting Exodus 21, and like we said yesterday, you know what? This this section, it can seem kind of tedious, but hang in there. We're going to get through it. And so yesterday we said, this is really the second half of Exodus. And a lot of people at this part, if they're doing the Bible in a year plan, this is kind of where they tune out. Uh, but I think God has something for us and it's, it's, we got to wade through it. There's some stuff to get through, uh, but we're going to do that together. And I pray wherever you are right now uh, that you're listening to this podcast, that you're encouraged uh, to dig in and to maybe to push through some of these maybe more difficult parts of Scripture. We're in the second part of Exodus. They've received the Ten Commandments, and now we get into some really specific laws and regulations, whereas the Ten Commandments were kind of general. These are very specific and very specific you know, circumstances. And so uh, let's let's start. We're in Exodus 21, and I'm starting in verse 12. This is ESV. Whoever strikes a man that he dies shall be put to death. But if he did not lie and wait for him, but God let him fall into his hands, then I will appoint for you a place to which he may flee. But if a man willfully attacks another to kill him by cunning, you shall take him from my altar that he may die. Whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. Whoever steals a man and sells him and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. When men quarrel and one strikes the other with a stone or with his fist, and the man does not die but takes to his bed, then if the man rises again and walks outdoors with his staff, he who struck him shall be clear. Only he shall pay for the loss of his time and shall have him thoroughly healed. When a man strikes his slave, male or female, with a rod, and his slave dies under his hand, he shall be avenged. But if the slave survives a day or two, he is not to be avenged, for the slave is his money. When men strive together and hit pregnant women so that their children come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, Tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. When a man strikes the eye of his slave, male or female, and destroys it, he shall let the slave go free because of his eye. If he knocks out the tooth of his slave, male or female, he shall let the slave go free because of his tooth. When an ox gores a man or woman to death, the ox shall be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall not be liable. But if the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past, and its owner has been warned but not kept it in, and it kills a man or a woman, the ox shall be stoned, and its owner also shall be put to death. If a ransom is imposed on him, then he shall give for the redemption of his life whatever is imposed on him. If it gores a man's son or daughter, he shall be dealt with according to this same rule. If the ox gores a slave, male or female, the owner shall give to their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. When a man opens a pit, 
or when a man digs a pit and does not cover it and an ox or donkey falls into it, the owner of the pit shall make restoration. He shall give money to its owner and the dead beast shall be his. When one man's ox butts another so that it dies, then they shall sell the live ox and share its price and the dead beast they shall share. Or if it is known that the ox has been accustomed to gore in the past and its owner has not kept it in, he shall repay ox for ox and the dead beast shall be his. Okay, we, we got through that and I know our ears again, kind of like yesterday, perked up I'm like, well, man, this is really weird. What is this like law and order strange cases unit? Well, kind of, it kind of is. Like we said yesterday, this, this section of Exodus can get, can get strange and a little repetitive, but if you've ever had the patience to watch, you know, CSI or law and order or Dateline or any legal drama, then I think we have the patience and we have the the, the mental capacity to really dig into this and kind of wade. And so I wrote a couple things down. There's a, so much here. There's some debate that we could go into, but we don't have a whole lot of time. But I think we're just, you know, skim the surface. And I think God has something for us. Number one, we may not find this interesting, but this, this is often this section of Exodus. It's called the Book of the Covenant. We may not find it interesting, but this part is important. And I think it's important to understand that even in the days of Moses, okay, so when we're reading this, it's like, well, yeah, that doesn't apply. And, and there's some truth to that, and, but there is some debate. There's some truth that's like, yeah, okay, this is a theocratic you know, nation, agrarian culture, like in the Bronze Age, that, that these laws are really, it's very specific. And it's like, yeah, that doesn't really apply. Like, I don't own an ox or anything like that. So there's some truth to that. And in many ways, this doesn't apply because Jesus has transcended that. He's fulfilled the law in the New Testament. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. But, you know, it's because it's not interesting. It's We don't throw it out completely. There, That's another error that we can make. And so I think that's, it's, it's important to understand that even in the days of Moses, this section of Exodus was never intended to address every possible situation, though the Ten Commandments were. They were very prescriptive. It's like, do this and do that. Those are still in effect. These are more like a guide or a case than a statutory code. Uh, you know, there's been, over the course of centuries, different communities that wanted to apply parts of this in their penal code, but that, that's, that's not you know, that, that wasn't its intended purposes. This was for Israel, who's a theocracy in a certain time period. That's really application from what we've heard of the Ten Commandments. Uh, they were, you know, they're not universal absolutes, but they dealt with very specific situations. And so it's really, it's kind of like a law book. It's a, it's legal, legal precedents that wise elders could use in, a, in settling disputes. It's, it's like a law book for judges and elders and in certain law cases. So, okay, we're, we just skip over that. Well, that doesn't apply to me, you know. All right, but it's still important because when you look at all these, you know, regulations, if this, then that, if this, then that, all of them really address the kind of God and who he is. All of these are showing something. It's showing the heart of God's character. It's what he values. He values holiness. He values human life. He values property. He cares about justice. You know, he he values his holiness. He cares about human life. Those don't contradict each other. He he cares about 
property and damages to property and liability, and he cares about justice. And we see this from this eye for an eye text that we can sometimes take out of context and that Jesus actually referred to later. We'll talk about that in a minute. That, you know, this is this is not like, hey guys, go crazy. You know, let's just be punisher and just take vengeance on everybody and it's going to be a, you know, wild, wild west free for all. It's not, that's not exactly what's going on here. It's actually the opposite. It's, it's not prescriptive, but rather restrictive. It's not prescriptive. In other words, like, hey, you guys must take an eye for an eye. Like, y'all go crazy. You know, it's no, it's actually, it's restricting that because there's something in the heart of all of us that there's this escalation for, you know, blood feuds and all this craziness. It's like, hey, you took my blocks. I'm going to punch your face in. I'm going to kill your face. Like, you know, it's just, there's something in every human heart that escalates these situations. And what's going on here is that Moses and, and God speaking here is restricting that justice needs to be proportional, you know, restraints after he's given a law on a group of people who are going to be in conflict with each other. You think about going through the wilderness for 40 years, all these, if this happens, then this happens, situations are going to be coming up. Like, hey, what about this? Like, I didn't kill that guy, but oh, well, now you're liable to damages. And God cares about that. And so it's not exhaustive, but it is a principle that God cares about those things. Another quick one, I think in here, a lot of people will read at face value and they see like, hey, you know, if your kids mouth off to you at breakfast, they they deserve the death penalty. I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. You know, especially if you have unbelieving friends, they'll read stuff like this and they will light you up. Like we said yesterday, they'll just come at you oh, that doesn't apply, and they'll use it to you know, justify homosexuality and things like that. But that's not what's going on here. It's saying God cares about holiness. He cares about His holiness, and He cares about His fifth commandment to honor your father and your mother. And so whoever strikes his father and his mother shall be put to death. Not only that, that's not talking about you know, mouthing off, though we're guilty of that. And in God's eyes, that's a breach of His holiness and those authority figures he's placed in our lives, but it's saying something, look, this principle is in play. You are in trouble and you stand guilty before God. God cares about his holiness. God cares about justice and we all deserve death. And this, this carries on into the New Testament. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so as we've waded through these kind of legal cases, and maybe you're reading that in your Bible through your plan, reading through Exodus, it, it can be interesting in what we apply, what we don't apply, what principles really stay with us, and how Jesus really transcends that. And that, I think, is where the rubber meets the road when you're listening to this podcast. It's, hey, you have heard it said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but I have said, you know, turn the other cheek. And we've seen the legal cases that God cares about justice, but how for a Christian in our individual relationships with people around us, how the love of Christ and how he died for us in our place, though we deserve all these penalties and worse is that he transcends that he, he, he transforms these laws and regulations, not completely throwing them out, but he fulfills them. And when we read these legal cases and we apply them to our personal relationships, if possible, and then it's like, wow, if this, then this, I have not taken God's holiness seriously. I have not taken justice seriously. I maybe have not taken someone else's property seriously, and I'm in trouble, and I deserve death before, before a holy and righteous God. And but, but that points to Jesus, that he fulfilled those laws, and that we can rejoice 
and that he fulfilled them and that we are in him. And so I hope that reminds you as you read through these maybe sometimes difficult scriptures and that you continue to pursue this with us and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.